You're listening to the B-Side Podcast on Brick Radio. If you like what you hear or think there's an artist or band we should have in the studio, let us know in the comments. Otherwise, sit back, relax, tune in, and turn on. Great music has the power to connect souls. And tonight's guest is connecting to the continent of Africa and the diaspora alike. She's fighting global oppression with rebel music. And she's a warrior for love, joy, and the will to inspire us all to rise up and become our own revolution. A long list of accolades, including touring with jazz greats Roy Ayers and Arnett Coleman, an instrumental role in the mainstream prominence prominence of Afrobeat here in America, not to mention owning her own successful fashion line. Wumi is here tonight to give us a taste of her sophomore album, She Me. I'm your host, Tia Smart Young, and stay right here because Wumi is here to bring us a sonic resistance like no other right here on B-Side. Look into their face, oh yeah, look into their face, look into their face, look into their face. of us who are not familiar, let's talk a little bit about your early years. I know that you were born in London and you were raised in Nigeria. And so I want to talk about your family. Were you, do you come from a musical family? Uh, officially, no. <laughs> but I do have an uncle. My father's, how could I say, uncle. Okay. My grandfather's younger brother, who is actually a prominent Nigerian high life musician. Okay. They, knew him. they know him as the king of high okay. life. So yes, his name is Victor Laya. Hence, you only hear me say Wumi, so we don't get confusion. <laughs> well, thank you for that. So talk about the dance component as well. How did that um, make its way into the, you born? Clearly. <laughs> I danced. It was the way I had conversations with people for a long time before I introduced the singing part. It was just through dance. I had major conversations with dance. I have some of my old partners from back in the day in London, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> boogie woogie. I love to dance. It was, it was my conversation with God, with self, okay. with everything, so. And so putting those two together, it gave you a voice to be able to be this well, performer? Well, you know what? I call him Uncle, Uncle Roy. Okay. The first time I got on the big stage was with him and 
it was then I really understood that I can actually do what I love doing without not doing what I love doing okay. and not changing nothing, just do me. And uh, after the first couple of shows, he said, so when are you going to start singing? I looked at him like he lost something. I was like, sing what? Sing what? And um, basically, from that point on, he kept grooming me, okay. patiently waiting for me. When are you going to sing with this? Okay. So when you say Uncle Roy, are you talking about Roy jazz? Is. Okay, yes. just wanted to make that clarification. Yes. Hi, Uncle Roy. <laughs> well, introduce us to the band as well. Please, Please do, do yes. So well, let me start with the baby of the band. On the drum so we have Kenny Lewis. Hi. From Brooklyn now. Uh-oh, Brooklyn. <laughs> On my right side here, we have John Rogie. <laughs> Another New Yorker. He's got my back so bad on those keys. Next to him, all the way from Cameroon, I have my big brother, Fred Umbu Abeg. And over there is my baby brother, Kuleade, on percussion, and Bibi. My young sister here, Joylene, phenomenal choreographer, dancer, and a singer. But you know I have to have both on stage, right? And then last but not least, and I have to keep him because, you see, in Nigeria, I have an extended family from Japan. All the way from Japan. I don't, I don't, it's true, it's true. All the way from Japan. Master Chimitsuki, everyone. Now that we've properly met everyone, please take us into the next song. Okay, we're gonna take you on a journey. People are suffering. People need for us to make a change to this. the social justice thread in your music. I want to know, is, is, is dancing and having a good time and being happy, is that an act of a revolution in itself? Everything is. Okay, tell me a little bit about that. Why do you believe that? I come in Africa. Someone born, we sing and dance. Someone die, we sing and dance. Mm -hmm. Two things I guarantee is somebody get born, somebody die. So life is being celebrated. If you want to teach somebody something, you don't do it by being, ga, 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 ga. they ain't gonna hear you. Mm -hmm. But when you soften it up with a little bit of mingo, 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 somewhere along the line, they had such good fun, and they get home thinking about the good time they had, and the words that came in the middle of that, before you know it, you got them thinking. That's what I come away with from Fela. I came away with that thing that music is truly a weapon and a medicine. Use it. Here's enough people singing about other things. For me, the reason why I choose to do this is because I can have this conversation. Tell me about your approach to using that weapon and creating that medicine. Where do you get your inspiration from? Fela Kuti. Fela Nicola Puti, let's be exact. The full, yes, the full name. From the streets, from my friends. Mm -hmm. For me, with music, you know, you spend so much time isolated. Music allows you to actually come up with and share the things that you're doing in isolation. Mm -hmm. It's like when we go to club, you don't know anybody in there, but everyone is dancing together. Yeah. If only we could take that on the street. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? We don't mm -hmm. talk to anybody. You go into club, you don't know nobody, and we're all busting moves together. 
And how do you, I guess, incorporate all the different aspects from the Afrobeat to the house to the jazz? How does it, it just seems like it blends so naturally. How do you make See, it seem so people, seamless? This is where I feel people misunderstand music. Okay. And if people still keep trying to put me in a box. Do I look square? No, not at all. <laughs> so this is the thing about it. Wumi, what kind of music do you do? And I answer, Wumi. And they look at me and I say, you didn't understand the question. I said, you, you spoke English and I answered back in English. <laughs> Wumi, I grew up with music. People assume back home in Africa, we don't hear nothing but our traditional music. Lie. We heard everything that even Americans weren't hearing. Because music was coming straight from Jamaica into Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Music was coming from England into Nigeria. We had all of it coming, okay. plus our own music. But then, when you look at music overall, what was the roots of all those music? If it's not Africa. Africa, the center of the world, yo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, though, jokes apart, that's the freedom of being able to do my own music and not put myself in a box. There's elements of sounds in everything, just in everything. Sometimes you hear nothing, but you hear something. With my band and with the producers I've worked with, they understood how much dancing meant for me means to me. So you cannot just go one way. It's however I hear it. So to say, however do you want it. was recorded in Ghana. Mm -hmm. yes. I want to know, what's the, what was the inspiration for the album? You know, I've been around the world, been fortunate. I went to Ghana for the first time in 2009, and it was like I was back where I was as a child. I went to Nigeria at the age of four, thinking I was going on holiday and did 10 years. Mm. It was a 10-year sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I left with a feeling that if I never went back, I wouldn't miss it. And for all those 10 years, I kept thinking I had something waiting for me on the outside to get there and realize that what I was looking for wasn't there either. Mm. With music, I got to travel with dance. I traveled and traveled. But until I went to Ghana in 2009, I found home again. Like, you can take a child out of Africa, but you can't take Africa out of the child. Mm. I was home again. And it just felt right that if I was going to record the second album, it had to be home. Because funny enough, in all my music and all that I do, it screams Africa. So it felt like that was the right place to be to do this second album. That's how it happened. Okay. So I went back in 2010, did a crowdfunding. Thank you so many of you who are in here, who are watching. The album's still not out because like, lessons in life, everything ain't as easy as it looks. They said sophomore, they ain't nothing soft about it. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so that leads me to ask then, in your music you seem to be planting different seeds. This time around, is it straight activism? Is it consciousness? What are you, what are you planting this time around? I, in this album, MT Vision, MT Vision. Do you notice that? Yes. M T. Yes. But you say MT. 
But in that, there ain't no coincidence too. And then, fit body. It was like I had to talk about dance. I had to celebrate dance because dance is what got me through life. Yes, and and we want a body like yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said, it wasn't going to be an album that was just talking about life because life doesn't go just one direction. So it's it's the journey. The wish, the yes, the oh, there, and the ah, release. That's what the album is for me, and that's why it's called She Me. It's like the whole idea on that track called See Me. She is me. Everyone's working into their ground. Everyone's working into their ground. Everyone's working into their ground. Oh Lord. I read something because I love Soul to Soul and I found out that was, was that an entry point for you into the business, into entertainment? Actually, the first time I got on stage was with Uncle Roy. Well, we used to go to Centra, African Center. We used to follow sound systems in London, mm -hmm. shaking finger pop. We used to go on Boogie and Soul to Soul had their sound system as well. Okay. And after doing underground warehouse parties, then they settled in at African Center and we all were there. I was proper Cinderella. I had to be home before midnight, before my father locked me out. Nigerian girl can't be playing it like that. So I was the first one in line. I got into the club, I get my corner, put my clothes up and danced. Watching the clock, it's time. I had to go get the bus. <laughs> it was Did you funny. always make it home in time? Oh, believe me. That's why I'm still alive. I'm here. I'm here. No marks, no, no right. beatings. I was a good girl. So not only did you have your first entertainment experience in terms of dancing, but you also had your first writing credit with uh, Uncle, Uncle Roy, Roy yes, as well. Uncle yes. Roy. Tell me about that. Which which writing credit was that? Um, which song? <laughs> I had done my demo deal for um, G Shi Record Island, and I gave it gave them the uh, um, the tracks. Week, two week, three week, nothing came back from them. And then Uncle Roy, just like he always does, Winnie, where are you? Okay, I've got this studio thing I'm doing, I want you to come in and, and I'm like, okay uncle. Meanwhile, I'm feeling sorry for myself because at this point, it's like I have to go home to my dad and say, dad, so what was the plan you had in mind for me before I went to America? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. And anyway, I went to the session. Now, old crew, old school, late night, midnight, eh, 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 not daytime, midnight after one. And I'm not a late nighter. Remember, I have to get home before 12? It's still the same pattern. So I'm in the studio, sleeping. <laughs> Gumi, come in the booth. I don't know what the hell I did. All I know is that I would wake up, go in the booth, do something. And the way I write, I scat a lot. I scat my, what I'm hearing, then I fill in the blanks, I go back, listen to it. So I did exactly that, thinking I was gonna get to take all my junk with me and fill in my blanks. 
Uncle Roy said, I've got to go, I'll be back. Two weeks, we'll finish it. Two weeks came, he didn't call. One month, two months, I said, you see? Same thing that happened with the record companies happening with Uncle Roy. It's <laughs> not working, Wumi, call your daddy, you got to go home. Two months, Uncle came back from Japan. Wumi, I'm mastering the album. I said, you see, I didn't make it. We finished the sentence. I want you to come over. You're going to sign your deal, open your publishing. Only one sentence. I'm like, publishing? What deal? What record? What song? I didn't write nothing. It was the album called Nasty. I toured that album, I cried on that album because, you know, it took me ages to realize I wasn't comfortable with my own voice. But he put me out there. I sang and I danced. I was the only girl. It was like a movie, sitting in the back of the truck. I had one of the best time of my life. People coming up to me and telling me they love my voice and I'm cringing as hell, because I still did not understand it. You compromise, you know you do. Your comprehension is that of mass consumption. You're not commercially commercialized. You cross over all oh, commercial Uh, no, no, it's time to go. I'm sorry. All warriors must rest and we got to recharge and Sally, we got to go. But we want to thank Wumi for arming us with musical weapons. And you can keep up with Wumi. Keep up with her on Twitter at aka Wumi Girl. I'm Tiana Smart Young, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of B-Side. Be sure to check in or stop by Brick House Studio every Thursday to hear more of the best music that Brooklyn has to offer. You can also check out this episode and past episodes anytime at youtube.com slash BrickTV or check out our Brick Radio podcast, this episode at soundcloud.com slash BrickRadio. Wumi, leave us with one more song right after this. One more! Slow we no stop to ask them nothing. My the B-Side Podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Cole, Ro Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. Recorded by Onel Mulet and edited by Emily Bogosian. For more information on B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio.